At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. my loves and welcome back to the podcast my name is Deandre Nicolette if you're new here my love welcome I'm super excited to have you tuned in for your first ever episode of Manifest Daily and of course if you're an OG listener you already know the vibes okay hey girl hey hey boy hey what's poppin what's good welcome back to another episode of your fave I love episodes like this let me just say this because it is a spontaneous recording type of day I literally Guys, okay, we're going to get into this in this episode, but I've been in my bed all day. Okay, it's a Sunday. I've been in bed all day. I felt pretty low, pretty like sad all day, like literally on the verge of tears all day. For what reason? I'll get into in a second. But all of a sudden I have this burst of energy, (laughs) this burst of energy to like get up, get my shit together, get every, you know, everything ready for Monday. Now I'm in a face mask. I'm in my robe. I'm doing laundry. I just put the dishes in the dishwasher and I'm running that. But then I came into my office just to tidy up in here. Of course it was clean, but then I was like, let me just sit down and catch the girlies up on what is going on. So we're going to do the March Q&A episode today. I'm very, very excited for this. Y'all submitted some really fun questions. I'm super excited to get into that. Of course, if you're not familiar, we're doing these monthly, literally just like random little questions that y'all have, whether it's questions about me, life, just fun questions, advice questions, all the things. And I didn't send an email out this month. So if you were looking for an email, I apologize. I actually just posted it on Instagram. I February was a bit of a mess. I just posted it on Instagram, but I will really, really, really try to make sure I create a system for sending out the emails moving forward, just in case you were looking out for an email. So let's get into what is going on, okay? So if you are a longtime listener of the show, you would know that a while back, I want to say this was in, this was, I think this was like early 2020, or maybe it was even before that. It might've been early 2019, 2019 or 2020. I think it was more so 2020. I got my IUD removed, okay? So I was on birth control for the longest time. I actually have a bleeding disorder uh, called, what is it called, Von Willebrands? If you're familiar, then you know, okay? Girl, it's just like a bleeding disorder. But basically, ever since I was a kid, the minute I got my period as a kid, it was always incredibly heavy. Like I'm talking heavy. Okay. And this is a girl chat episode. So I'm gonna get a little TMI. Why did I say like that? TMI up in here. So if you in a place where girl, you don't want to hear people talking about periods or you don't want to hear people telling me, tell you, wait, telling me, telling you, you know what I mean? Okay. Turn it off because we're going to get TMI here in a second. Actually, right now, okay? I'm most likely going to be stumbling all over my words. So that's just kind of the vibe we're in today. But anywho, it was heavy. Like I'm talking, I would wear the super tampon with the big old pads. Y'all know the big ass pads where it's like you look like you're wearing a diaper in the back? Yes, ma'am. And I would still 
bleed through my pants. Like it was the most embarrassing thing being a child at school and having to like go through this thing where you're obviously going through, you know, changes, becoming a woman, all that stuff, but literally having everyone see exactly what is going on with your body, even in the time when you're like trying to figure it out and understand it yourself. So it was really tough. And so I went on birth control pretty early on because that was kind of, you know, what doctors said to do. It was kind of like, okay, you have these heavy periods. I also had really bad cramps at the time. And this was something that ran in my family. I don't know if my mom has a bleeding disorder. She never got checked but she did have these symptoms when she was younger with her period like it was just always bad for her so you know I ended up getting on birth control pretty early and I was just on it from there like I remember starting off with the pill and then I was like oh I hate taking these daily and then I went to I think I either went to like the NuvaRing or the patch and then you know I tried whichever one was next and then all of a sudden I ended up with the IUD and that was like I was around town telling everybody about that IUD. I should have been hired for the IUD, the Morena marketing crew because girl I was like the biggest fan of the IUD. It felt like it solved every single problem that I personally had when it came to birth control right. I didn't have to like take something every single day. I didn't have to think about it. It was just there. And it was like, okay, you're not gonna get pregnant. Amazing. Also, I never really had my period on Marina. Like I know some people get spotting every single month, but like I did not have a period. And so when the IUD was, when it was time, when it was up, you know, cause you gotta get, re gotta get it replaced like every five to seven years, I ended up getting another IUD. So come 2019, 2020, around that time, I decided to get my IUD removed. And the reason being was I'd become more aware of the ways in which birth control can affect your body. And this is something that now we're seeing a lot of people talk about it and we're hearing a lot of people kind of be more vocal about birth control and the effects of birth control. And I feel like do what's best for you. And obviously the reality is that if you are not on birth control, you are susceptible to getting pregnant if you don't have any other method of you know preventing pregnancy or you don't have a condition that prevents you from getting pregnant or your partner is and obviously it depends on the type of relationships but you guys know what I'm saying okay like birth control the topic of birth control is so personal and so nuanced I would never tell anyone like oh you you shouldn't be on that like what are you doing to your body because like who am I to say what is good for your body and your situation I don't know you and you don't know me so but I'm telling you about my my tea here right now so anyway so I get off the birth control and I you know again I become aware of the ways in which it could affect you and I realized that like I was on this thing, on these hormones for so much of my life and so much of the the very important years of my life, the years that I was going through major developments, like becoming a woman, growing into my adult body. And for me, I felt intuitively called and intuitively pulled to let go of that particular thing. And if you have listened to my motherless episode, you would have heard, maybe you didn't listen to that episode, but I did get pregnant soon after. And obviously I no longer, I don't have a child. So I listened to that episode, okay girl? But I did get pregnant, but that that is more so around kind of like human failure around just understanding my cycle and kind of like planning and things like that. Um, I was doing like the family planning method where you're just kind of using your cycle as a way to prevent pregnancy, like observing where you are in your cycle. And of course there is human error with that. Anyway, so fast forward to now. And I remember saying, 
I don't think I would ever get back on birth control. Of course, never say never, because you plan God laughs. This month, I actually started a low hormone birth control pill, okay? Gasp, I know, we're, we're gasping in the crowds. I, like me from a few months ago would have gasped at me saying that as well, because it's it came out of like complete left field for me. I'm very impulsive as a person, so like once I have an idea stuck in my head, it is kind of hard for me to get rid of the idea. And so I had been seeing someone consistently, and it was one of those situations where when I was here in Dallas and I was just dating, right, on and off sporadically, going on these dates, you know, dating men, getting to know people, yada, yada, I wasn't having sex consistently and I wasn't having unprotected sex consistently. So for me, there wasn't really this risk of getting pregnant. And so I didn't really feel like I was in a very, I guess, unprotected space, not being on birth control. In fact, I really enjoyed not being on birth control. I was thriving. It was something really powerful about learning my cycle, about understanding, you know, when my period was coming, what certain moods meant, what certain things happened at certain parts of my cycle. And as much as you can learn about yourself and your body, I feel like that just makes you feel more empowered. It makes you feel more confident. Like, I don't know, it was just a beautiful thing learning about myself and learning about my cycle. So anyways, I get on the, the birth control pill. I remember telling myself, okay, obviously I have this history with birth control. I had made this very, very like, you know, intuitive decision to leave that chapter behind in the past. And here we are in the space where I'm now seeing someone consistently. I definitely don't want to get pregnant. And, you know, th there really is unfortunately not a lot of, or there really aren't a lot of methods, unfortunately, for women to prevent pregnancy if you are fertile and you are in a heterosexual relationship where there is a chance you might get pregnant unless your partner has a vasectomy and that wasn't the case, that wasn't the situation that I was in, right? So I get on this birth control pill and I remember telling myself, I want to monitor my moods. I want to monitor what is going on with my body in the same way that I monitored my cycle off of the pill and off of the hormones. I want to make sure that I'm looking at what is going on with my body while I get back on this thing to see if there are any changes. And keep in mind that I hadn't been on the pill for years. For, I want to say, because I'm 20 now, for over 10 years, I haven't been on the pill. So the last you know methods I've used have been either the IUD or for a short time period, the, the uh, NuvaRing. So I didn't really know if I was going to have any adverse effects to the pill. And of course, this was a low, a low hormone hormone dosage pills. So I was like, you know what? Fingers crossed. I don't have any adverse effects. I go into a situation and I'm protected from pregnancy and all goes well. Y'all, today I have made the decision that I am no longer going to be taking this birth control pill because when I tell you, I can like trace back the symptoms of how I have started to change back to when I started back on this pill. It's so jarring, I think for me, because it's like, I know exactly what has been going on, but it's so subtle and it creeps up on you that if you are not actively looking out to see, you know, what is changing with your body, what is changing with your emotions, what is changing with your perception of the world. It is such a subtle shift that had I not been like consciously aware that I was looking to, you know, make sure that I'm looking at these things, I don't think I would have noticed it. And I don't think I would have noticed it until it got to the point where I was in a very, very, very low space.
About a year ago, I wanted to elevate my health and wellness journey. I was so tired of taking all these different supplements every single day. So instead of adding more, I decided I wanted to simplify and try AG1. It's one of the best decisions I made in 2023. I now feel more energized and mentally clear daily. My skin has even more of a healthy and brighter glow and my digestion has improved. Like I said, I first gave AG1 a try because I wanted to simplify my supplements. I wanted a single solution to support my entire body, my gut, and my brain health. Since drinking AG1 daily, I've noticed that I feel a boost in energy, not just in the morning when I take it, but throughout my entire day. I used to rely on caffeinated pre-workouts, if you know, you know, but when I cut those out, I struggled with grogginess. Adding an AG1 in the morning covers my bases with 75 high quality vitamins, minerals, and ingredients like pre and probiotics, adaptogens, antioxidants, and whole food source nutrients. My favorite part of AG1? It's just one scoop, one scoop mixed in water once a day, every day. I love to add in a squeeze of half a lemon, a few drops of AG1's vitamin D3K2, and three ice cubes, approximately three ice cubes every single morning into my glass as well. This is a partnership made in heaven because AG1 is the supplement that I trust and have trusted since 2023 to provide the support that my body needs daily. If you want to take ownership of your health, it starts with AG1. Try AG1 and get a free one-year supply of vitamin D3K2 and five free AG1 travel packs with your first purchase exclusively at drinkag1.com slash manifest daily. That's drinkag1.com slash manifest daily. Check it out. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C., last three weeks because I'm on the fourth week, which if you are used to birth control pills or you know about birth control, birth control pills, I'm stumbling. Um, there are, there's usually four weeks of pills and the three weeks, or at least these are how my pills are set up. The first three weeks are active pills. So these are the ones with the hormones in them. And the last week, at least in my pack is a set of like inactive pills. So, you know, usually like sugar pills, they may be mixed with iron, that kind of thing. So in the week that you're taking the sugar pills, it's more so to have you keep up with the habit of taking the pills at the same time every day, because these pills aren't necessarily giving you a dosage of the hormones that you were taking before, but it is helping you keep up with the habit of taking the pill. 
I've made the, the active decision to no longer take the pills. And this is the fourth week, or this would have been my first day of the fourth week. So the first day of the inactive pill. So I'm not, I'm like, I'm not taking these. So, you know, looking back, it's so interesting to see because I literally, I was sitting with this day because I have been sitting with this decision for the past like week. When I tell you, I have been crying so much more. And granted, it is Pisces season, okay? So one could be like, girl, it's Pisces season. Is that it? No, like this, it's it's so, like when I tell y'all, my libido, gone, gone. And TMI, okay? I am usually, like my libido is pretty high. Like it's usually there. It's, I'm usually, you know, it, it's there. It's active. It's present in, in my life. And so to go from that to absolute, like it not really being there to me feeling kind of like blah, like not even wanting to do anything. That was an incredible shift that I personally noticed. And I remember thinking like, okay, like, I don't even know. I was like thinking at first, like maybe it's not the birth control. Like, let me not jump to the, the conclusion to blame that. Maybe it's um, PMS or maybe like, I don't know. I was trying to find every other reason, girl. And I was like, okay, maybe I'll get some like ma macaroot supplements or something to like help me out. No, no. So that was the first thing. Second thing was just the shift in my emotions. Like, I feel like I have still been doing things and still being myself, but like today was a really great example of that. Like I was just in bed. I just felt like there was such a dark cloud over my entire life. Like what, ask me what's wrong. Ask me what's wrong. And that's the thing, you know, with, you know, I do have, I have had a history of depression or with depression. So I kind of know that, and this is, I guess, self-diagnosed. So, you know, I will say that, but there was a time in my life when I was in that very low space. It felt very similar to this. So I know a lot of times when you're in that space, like you don't have to actively have a reason. It doesn't have to be like this thing happened. And so I feel this way, right? Often, you know, there's a bunch of things going on that's making you feel that way. But like, I just, it's so wild. Like the, the place that I was in when I started this month emotionally before I started these pills to where we are now, I'm just like, it is almost night and day to me. Like I'm looking at my life, I'm looking at the things that are happening and I feel like I can't even feel excitement or feel anything in the way that I usually feel it. Like it feels kind of numb. And then there's a, the, the lack of libido. And then there's just kind of like a shifting of perception, how I'm experiencing reality. And the best way that I could describe that is like, I feel crazy because I feel like, is this what's really happening? Is this how I truly feel or is this the birth control? And when I'm asking myself that question, I cannot discern the answer. I don't know whether it's really how I feel, how I'm interpreting certain things, how I'm perceiving certain things, or if it's the birth control. Like I truly don't know. And that scares me. I remember being in a previous relationship in college and kind of having a similar moment. So this, I actually had another moment where I was like, I'm coming off birth control. And I, again, this was like my first IUD. Um, it was coming upon the, the end of the, the like five years or whatever. And I actually decided to, I can't remember if I did this before I ended the relationship or not, but I ended a relationship, but I can't remember if I got the IUD out before or after. So even in that case, I do remember having those questions of like, 
do I want to leave this relationship? Do I want to do make certain decisions that I was contemplating at the time that were really big decisions because I wanted to? Or was it because my hormones were affected? Hormones affect us so, so much. And I mean, I think, again, now we're having these conversations. So now I think we're really beginning to understand. But when I tell you birth control can affect so much for different for different people again because it depends on the type of pill you're taking your body chemistry so like this is not always going to be the case for all people there are people that are on birth control happy thriving i have friends that are on birth control they found the right one for them and it's working out amazing and i love that for them but then there are also people who it's like it affects who you find attractive it affects your emotions your moods it affects the decisions that you make and these are things that are literally creating our reality creating the the life that we live right if you are if you have two different people that you could be attracted to and if when you're off birth control you're going for person a and you're like oh person b is not not it at all but when you're on birth control you're going for person b like that is a complete like that is going to change your life completely, right? Like those are two different people. And so it it just really affects so, so much. And I think that I was hopeful going into this, like I wanted to be really safe and smart and, you know, just again, knowing that I have gotten pregnant in the past and knowing that I do not want a child right now and I'm not in the position or in, in a relationship, I'm not in a relationship and I'm not in a place where I want to have a child with someone, right, where I'm like ready to make that decision, I was actively being like, okay, how do I then be responsible? And how do I be an adult about this and go about, you know, get having my cake and eating it too. And being like, okay, let's go on the birth control to be safe. And like, I feel like now I'm in this space where I'm just like, okay, this is the, the it feels like the third time I'm giving this thing a try. And it's like my body just, just, just doesn't fuck with it. And one could come to me and say, Deandra, well, there are so many different birth controls out there, right? There's like this brand and this brand and this type and this type and whatever. And it's like, maybe it's trial and error. Like you got to find, I don't want to try anything anymore. And I do not want to continue to mess with my body in this way. Because when I tell you, like, I feel like I'm like, I, I feel like I'm not in my body. And that to me is incredibly scary. Like that is not a place that I want to be in because I've been in a place like that before. And I know the history of the type of thoughts that I can have in a place like that. And I do not think that it is safe, nor is it something that I personally want to continue and do um, to take that risk. So now it's about evaluating, okay, well, if we're not going to do that, if we continue to have sex consistently and even that, like, I don't know what that's going to look like moving forward. So like maybe my decision of not being on birth control anymore will be perfectly fine and I'll be okay. But I just, I mean, it is so wild. And I, I'm sure so many of y'all listening have similar stories of like birth control and how it's affected you. But I'm also sure that on the other end that there are so many of you that have found the right method, the right pill, and you've never had those effects. And I am so, so happy for you because like, honestly, I just, I wish it would have worked out the way that I was hoping 
that it was going to work out. But unfortunately, that is not the case. So, so yeah, so right now I'm kind of in this process of trying to figure out how I'm going to detox my body and just kind of like, you know, continue on my health and wellness journey. I believe that, you know, there are certain things that I haven't been doing consistently that I talked about in my morning routine that I've been like, getting on the bandwagon with and falling off and getting on the bandwagon with and falling off. And so today I placed an order on Hum. If you don't know like Hum Nutrition, they do vitamins and they have like vitamins for like every single thing. Like they have their base vitamin, which I bought, but then they also have like prebiotics, probiotics. I take um, seed as well. And I have a, I think I have a code for seed. I can link it in. I think it's already linked in the show notes, but I take seed for that. But I also bought some like hair gummies from Hum. I bought a regular multivitamin from them and I picked up a like a mood one. So one to help me with like stress because I feel like I've been so, so stressed recently and I'm, I'm sure that's also affecting things as well. So I just picked up a bunch of different things and I want to, um, I even did like the subscription. So I was like, send me, send me these pills monthly and make sure y'all on my ass charging me and making sure I get these pills because baby, I'm trying to make sure I'm on my health and wellness ish this year period so I'm gonna be taking those consistently I also think I might sign up for the sauna there's this sauna here called glow sauna studios and it's like really dope because they have like they have the regular pods or whatever but then they also have cabins which are really cool they're like these private rooms that are fully infrared sauna rooms and then they have a tv in them too so like you could go into the sauna and like watch tv like watch a show read a book do whatever so I remember I did it a one week package or one week like membership one time with them and I went every single day for the week and it was like really cool because you could go in and obviously you're like nude in your own little po- like your own little cabin and I would put on like a YouTube vlog so I would catch up on my vlogs and then also just be like in the sauna dying like literally sweating my life away so I think this week I might go there sign up for the week and just like sweat it out like literally sweat it out I also haven't been going to the gym like it's just been affecting so much stuff like I've been going to the gym and like I haven't even been wanting to lift like it's just been like again I just haven't been myself so I'm looking forward to getting these hormones out of my body it can take up to three months I read online like please for the love of God do not let this take three months for my body please so I am just going to be taking all my vitamins and stuff like that I was chatting with my friend B and she was sending me some cool advice on how to detox your body after birth control so I think I might do some like juices and some obviously going to the grocery store tomorrow to buy food to cook because I went on a cabin trip this week and then I came back and my grocery my fridge is been like empty and so I've been ordering out so I'm gonna go to the grocery store tomorrow get some salmon making some salmon bowls this week gonna make some juices and just really going to be very active about my health and wellness moving forward obviously we want to keep that up regardless but you know I have an extra hyper awareness and focus on it especially as it relates to detoxing my body from the hormones if y'all have any other advice or anything like that for me please let me know down in the not down in the comments this is this is not on youtube let me know on instagram dms and that would be super helpful actually you know what you can let me know so y'all okay when is this episode gonna go up i'm gonna try to get this episode up sooner than later because i have one that's going up 
let's see that's on the first and i have one for the seventh so maybe i'll make this go up like the week of the seventh on the friday so that y'all can hear early but a couple housekeeping housekeeping items early on not early on it's like 30 minutes in but one, the Bali trip is confirmed. So thank y'all to everyone who booked a spot on the trip. I'm super excited. I was really nervous at first when creating this trip and being like, let's go to Bali. Well, first it was obviously the survey and everything like that, but I was nervous because obviously it's a big thing. It's a big thing to go traveling with someone or traveling with a group of people. It's a big thing to, you know, pay for a trip like this. Like I completely understand all of the reservations that y'all would probably be having because I think I mentioned in an episode maybe a year ago I was considering going on one of these group trips not hosted by myself but hosted by um education first I believe the company's called like they do group travel trips for adults and so I wanted to travel but I was scared to go like by myself completely solo so I wanted to go on a group where it's like I could be with people but also kind of do my own thing here and there if I wanted to and so I I know the hesitation that one faces one on the financial side but two on just like the feeling the fear and being like I want to go I want to go so bad but like oh I'm so scared type of thing so thank you so much to everyone who booked their spot there's still spots available right now the price is full price but you only have to pay a 25% deposit and then after that it is um, a payment plan for the rest of it if you want it to be so there's still spots available as I speak but uh, the spots have got like the early bird spots are already gone so I don't know I mean how long the other ones are gonna last I'm assuming they'll be here for a little bit but if you are really wanting to go on this trip I would say if you do have an opportunity and are able to book your spot I would do it sooner than later um the other piece is I am gonna make a Geneva chat for well okay so first I was gonna make a Geneva chat for the group traveling to Bali because I was like okay I want us to all be able to talk about like flights logistics what we're packing just kind of get to know each other like a cool little cohort but then I was like okay if I'm making a Geneva chat for Bali I should just have a Geneva chat for Manifest Daily. Like, let's be honest, okay? Let's be for real. I have tried the community thing in the past. I get really overwhelmed. <laughs> like, I feel like sometimes people ask me how I do so many things. I, I feel like I'm incredibly introverted now. And I think a huge part of it is that I'm able to do a lot of things when it involves me kind of like sitting down and working by myself. But when it comes to like inter social interaction, I get a lot of like, I feel very anxious. So sometimes, you know, it's not that I don't want to engage, but sometimes it's that I feel like I don't want to say the wrong thing or I feel like I, I just... I don't know. I just get like in my head about that kind of stuff, which is weird because I'm also incredibly personable and I will chat with literally anyone and everyone when I'm out. So it's a very weird dynamic that I face. However, that being said, you know, we have tried the community thing several different platforms. Um, the times I have tried it, I've used paid platforms. And honestly, you know, with just all the things going on right now, I'm like, Geneva might just be the easiest way to do this because it is an app. It is free for everyone, for myself, on my end, for y'all on your end and then we could have like a manifest daily like multiple different chats going on plus the bali trip one so i'm setting that up right now i will probably send y'all an email about it to let y'all know that it's there if you want to join join if you don't don't um and then i just want it to be a space where y'all can like chat with each other and it's not like i have to facilitate the chat because like that would 
I think, bringing anxiety, but I think you kind of have to do that at the start. But anyways, that being said, I'll link it below in the show notes. You'll also get an email, but that is a thing that I think needs to happen because I've gotten a couple questions about that um, recently about like if there's a space for like y'all to connect and stuff like that. And I'm like, oh, I know, I know, I know. So Geneva chat is what it will be. But let's go ahead and actually get into these questions because we're about 30 minutes in and my face mask is like fully dried on my face right now. And so it kind of hurts to talk. So let's go ahead and dive into these questions. Okay, so question number one that we got, top three dates that I've had. So this one is kind of hard to answer because to be quite honest with you, I'm a basic ass girl when it comes to dates. I feed me and I'm gonna be okay. Like chances are if you feed me, I'll be good. I will say that I tend to like, this this is the the Taurus in me, I tend to like the the more like bougie, high-end dinner places, like that kind of vibe. So all of the dates I'm gonna say, because I have two in mind, they were, they were that kind of vibe. So one of them was when I went on that date with that guy in Boston, like that older man. Y'all remember this was like, what, two years ago? No, not even. It had to be like a year ago. We went on this date. I forget the name of the restaurant, but it was in the South End. Girl, listen, this man was trying to impress, baby, because it was like this multi-course meal that was like designed by the chef. And so you, it wasn't even like, there wasn't even a menu for it. It was a thing where like you had to request it. And so they would bring, I forget how many courses it was. Let's, let's just say it was seven, but they like brought out a new course every time. And y'all know, this is how y'all know when it's real fancy, when the, like the courses are tiny as fuck. Like it's giving appetizer for every single thing. I was like, oh shit. It was one of those. So they would bring out the thing and then the person bringing it would like explain and be like this is this it was inspired by this and this is like what's in it and yada yada it was like one of those kind of meals it was just really nice because we were sat at like the bar and so we were like next to each other which made things a bit more comfortable sometimes i feel like on a first date when you're sitting across from someone especially when like the table is kind of big you feel kind of far away from them i don't like that distance i'm a person where i'm like let me get in the booth next to you baby like let's cozy up <laughs> so we were next to each other at the bar so it felt really like cozy and personable and it was like one of those nights where not that many people were there so it was like a little bit quieter and obviously we were getting like that really nice service from the the restaurant itself because we had ordered the specific tasting menu type of meal situation and then it was also nice because the restaurant had like beautiful ambiance and then as the night continued it's like our chairs just got closer and closer and closer so I feel like it was just a mix of all the things that I personally love so good food like a luxury experience for me that is luxury like I know everyone defines luxury differently but for me like a really nice restaurant with really beautiful cozy ambiance and like amazing service like the service was just oh chef's kiss the food was chef's kiss and the company was great too I mean granted it didn't work out with us but he was he was amazing he was um he was very handsome very well-traveled intelligent successful and it just made me feel like I was in a movie so I really enjoyed that um the next one I'm gonna mention funny enough also with an older gentleman also at a nicer restaurant um this one was in dallas i forget the name again of it but it was a place that like he knew i like sushi so he thought this was a sushi restaurant but when we got there 
It was like they had sushi on the menu, but it was definitely like sushi wasn't their thing, if that makes sense. Like it was like a not just like a high end type of menu, but like American was I would say the courses were like just American food. You know, we got there, um, we were shown to like this place in the back and they had one of those really nice wine walls and it was just a good vibe. And I really enjoyed that date because again, amazing food. The fish was delicious. I can't remember the time. Was it Branzino? Girl, it might have been some Branzino, honey. But food was amazing and we had great conversation uh lots of laughter great drinks as well and then I also remember that one because similar to the the first one we went somewhere else after so I always feel like that's just a good indicator of a good date is like if y'all are having such a good time that the night is gonna end and you want to go somewhere after I know that some dating people will be like oh you have to set boundaries of like you know I only have so much time and I think you know if that is the boundary that you want to set absolutely but I think for me I'm like listen if I'm having fun with you I want to keep talking I want to keep getting to know you I want to let's go somewhere else let's go to a bar let's go you know wherever like get to know each other so that was a good one and then another one I would say this was not a first date but it was when I went to Tara so if you saw that picture on my Instagram where I'm like holding the wine glass and like cheersing I was on a date and so that was really nice because I really enjoyed the space again ambiance was beautiful it was like we were sat inside but we were right in front of the the outdoor patio. And so it was this beautiful mesh of like, you know, inside, not too much like wind, not too much air, not something flying in my eye, but also still getting that light breeze. And it wasn't like a super hot day, but it was a beautiful day out. Great conversation. I did have the Branzino here. I remember that. And the Branzino was absolutely delicious. And conversation was good. Like vibes were good. It was just a really, really good day. So... It's funny, all of them are food related, but I think if we could pick out the consistent theme for all of these, it'd be like, I like to be fed, I like to have good conversation, and I love a good, a spot, like a good spot. It's a good spot with, um, why do I keep wanting to say aromatherapy? Girl, the, the vibes are just good, okay? Good vibes. Also good smells too, so maybe that's why I'm thinking of aromatherapy. Okay, second question. What are your relationship deal breakers? Okay, I can't think of all of them right now, but I would say a big one is someone that doesn't like to chat or talk. I'm a big talker, if you couldn't tell by now. I'm a big talker and I really appreciate someone that could just you know, we can have range in our conversation. I love a good deep conversation. Like, let's talk about like life. Let's talk about our fears. Let's talk about our family. Let's talk about childhood trauma, like all of those things. But I also am incredibly goofy and I want to talk about, like, I just want to like play with you. Like, I just want to have fun with you. I just want to laugh. Like, I want to talk about lighthearted topics as well. I want to crack jokes with you. So really someone that could have range with that. And I've been on dates with some people that are just dry as fuck. Like, it's like you talking and they got none to say but some one and it's it's and what's funny is you would think like oh the the people probably don't like you but I've been on some dates where the guys wanted to go on a second date and I've been like dude but you weren't even like you wasn't even engaged in the conversation like what are we gonna go on a second date and talk about or do like what will this be great conversationalist is high up on my list someone who is incredibly 
vulnerable or able to at least like have these vulnerable discussions so discussions you know especially when there's like conflict or when one of us is going through something and needs to share with the other just like being able to have a partner who is like understanding and able to hold space for those conversations it's really important to me I feel like I'm veering off the question because the question was definitely what is what are my deal breakers I would say deal breakers someone who doesn't have ambition that's a big one I have a history of being incredibly turned off by men who are not goal-oriented. If you do not have goals, if you are not working on something, and this doesn't mean that you have to be like, I'm an entrepreneur making $500,000 a month, whatever. Like it literally doesn't have to be like that at all. I just really value someone that has direction. And if they aren't clear, they are seeking that clarity, right? So goal-oriented, someone that is not uh, comfortable with being stagnant is what I really enjoy because I'm constantly pushing myself and I'm constantly doing more. And I like that. Like that is something that fuels me. I like action taking. I like going after things. And so I feel like when I encounter a partner or a potential partner who is very like, just likes to just not do anything all the time, that's not for me. And, let, and don't get me wrong, don't get me wrong, girl. I, I'm a homebody too, I'll be at home too, okay? I'll be on the couch, I'll be watching my Netflix, I'll be binging my shows. Like I love to hang out and chill and like have lazy days too, but I definitely feel like there has to be that balance for me. Like you have to be able to do that, but then also be a go-getter and like be ambitious and go after things in your life as well. So yeah. About a year ago, I wanted to elevate my health and wellness journey. I was so tired of taking all these different supplements every single day. So instead of adding more, I decided I wanted to simplify and try AG1. It's one of the best decisions I made in 2023. I now feel more energized and mentally clear daily. My skin has even more of a healthy and brighter glow and my digestion has improved. Like I said, I first gave AG1 a try because I wanted to simplify my supplements. I wanted a single solution to support my entire body, my gut, and my brain health. Since drinking AG1 daily, I've noticed that I feel a boost in energy, not just in the morning when I take it, but throughout my entire day. I used to rely on caffeinated pre-workouts, if you know, you know, but when I cut those out, I struggled with grogginess. Adding an AG1 in the morning covers my bases with 75 high quality vitamins, minerals, and ingredients like pre and probiotics, adaptogens, antioxidants, and whole food source nutrients. My favorite part of AG1? It's just one scoop, one scoop mixed in water once a day, every day. I love to add in the squeeze of half a lemon, a few drops of AG1's vitamin D3K2, and three ice cubes, approximately three ice cubes every single morning into my glass as well. This is a partnership made in heaven because AG1 is the supplement that I trust and have trusted since 2023 to provide the support that my body needs daily. If you want to take ownership of your health, it starts with AG1. Try AG1 and get a free one-year supply of vitamin D3K2 and five free AG1 travel packs with your first purchase exclusively at drinkag1.com slash manifest daily. That's drinkag1.com slash manifest daily. Check it out. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies. We keep moving forward with each new idea, innovation, 
and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Okay, do you struggle with being vulnerable in dating? So I would say I don't particularly struggle I have to sit with this a second because I feel like my initial answer is to say I don't struggle with being vulnerable in dating. However, I feel like because dating right now is kind of like a mess and there are so many people that are guarded and closed off, I'm constantly in a fight with myself to make sure that I don't become guarded and closed off and not vulnerable because the more that you go through situations where you get hurt or you don't get the the response that you want or you know you get ghosted or you put everything on the table and it doesn't work out for you I think it becomes easy to be like well I I can't do this anymore I'm just gonna become guarded I'm gonna become closed off I'm gonna save myself from experiencing this pain in the past right if I'm not if I'm not open can't be hurt so I am finding myself in more of that battle lately of like wanting to open up more, but also being so afraid of like, if I allow, you know, someone in, and if I allow myself to truly get attached, there is that possibility. There's always that possibility it can end. And I feel like, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe that's something I had to work through in therapy. It's almost like I do know I have a fear of abandonment and I believe this current dating climate has only heightened that fear of of abandonment, (laughs) of abandonment and just kind of made me a little bit more afraid to be vulnerable. But as far as like, you know, being myself and just kind of showing up as like, this is who I am, like take me as I am. I feel like I'm pretty good at that and pretty good at just kind of being who I feel is my most authentic self in any given moment. But I think sometimes with the vulnerability, I probably do struggle a little bit because of that fear of abandonment and that fear of like allowing myself to get too close. I have a couple different questions. So thank you for submitting all the questions because honestly, this is like made this episode. So I appreciate you. But um, this person says, girl, I can't wait to see you in Bali. It's going to be a vibe, period. Yes, with the drink emojis. Yes, because we are turning up. Thoughts about sex toys. I am pro sex toy. Like honestly, whatever you and your partner want or need in the bedroom and are comfortable with, I'm here for it. Personally, I just, yeah, pro. Bring it bring it all in. Maybe not all of it for me, you know, but I don't judge. I don't discriminate. It's all about having that conversation with your partner. And I remember like initially I would be like so afraid to have that conversation and be like oh like I want to do this but like I'm so scared to ask and now I'm just kind of like okay like listen I use this or I want this like do you mind (laughs) and you know if they mind I mean then it's going to be a question or conversation of like this is why like I would like this here or why I want to try this or whatever but it is a conversation of like comfort and like what each person is okay with and what each person is willing to try so I really do value openness in an individual because when someone is more open even if they haven't used the thing before or even if they aren't used to like having toys in the bedroom they are going to be more open to trying that with you and exploring with you and that is part of like building that connection part of building that intimacy so yeah have you ever had a friend with benefits? So I I like low-key, kind of low-key, low-key had one for like a quick, quick second. <laughs> I say low-key, low-key because 
I feel like by the time we had that conversation of like being like, this is a thing, it was quickly no longer a thing. So what I mean by that is, you know, we we'd gone on a couple dates and this individual, like we had seen each other. We gone on like a, like maybe like two dates. No, we went on like three dates and I really liked this person, but they were like, oh, I'm not ready for a relationship. Like, you know how it goes, right? So I was like, all right, I'm gonna cut this off because like I am looking for a relationship and you're not, so bye. And then we reconnected months later. I think it might've been almost a year later and we met up for coffee. And I remember going into that being like, okay, I don't know why like they want, like it wasn't even that I was being naive. I genuinely was like, I'm going into this, like being like, this person could be a cool friend. Like I really did enjoy their company, but like, I don't even know if I like them anymore. Like I don't even know what they look like these days, right? So like go into the coffee day and we literally left the coffee day and like kissed right out. Or it wasn't even a date. It was a coffee like meetup, okay? Like a friend, friend meetup. And we ended up kissing. And so then we were like talking after that and obviously things continue to happen. And then like once we again had that conversation of like, you know, what are we doing here? And yada, yada. Again, by the time that happened, I had actually met someone that I was interested in seriously talking to. And I, I wanted to explore that with that person without having any other, you know, people in my life. One, for sexual safety, health or sexual health reasons, but two, just for like the reason that I wanted to concentrate on the other person I was talking to and actually like give them my full energy and focus. So it was like established. I feel like we like had the conversation on like a Friday and then on a Sunday I was like oh hey I actually met someone like sorry bye that kind of thing so we haven't actually talked since because that happened that happened like later on in 2022 so I haven't spoken to this person since but I, I I'm not interested in going back to that really it's not, it's not for me. I wanted to try it out because I was like, what are the, what are, what is this about? And y'all know I have episodes on, you know, sexual energy and, you know, um, I do have a couple episodes titled Friends with Benefits, funny enough. And I talk about how that's never been my thing and it hadn't ever been my thing, but I was kind of like, you know how sometimes you're like, okay, I always said I, I never liked Brussels sprouts, but I didn't even really try Brussels sprouts like that. Could I maybe like Brussels sprouts? So that was my Brussels sprouts moment. And I tried it and I was like, this cool and everything, but baby, I'm trying to be in an actual relationship. So I don't fuck with these Brussels sprouts like that. So that's what that was for me. Um, what is your love language? So Let's see, my, I don't know, it kind of like shifts a lot. I would say I'm definitely a big words gal, shocker, big words of affirmation gal. Um, but I love me some physical touch too, you know what I'm saying? Like a little grab grab here and there. But also, I recently have discovered that I am also a huge fan of acts of service. Like if you can do something to make my life easier, whether it's like you're here and you know, one could call this just like regular relationship practice, I guess, but not it's not for everyone's relationship. But like say, you know, I'm in the kitchen cooking, you know, if you can like help me out by like doing something like starting to pack the dishes away or chopping something or stirring the pot or it's like, I don't know, like very little things like that, honestly, 
make me happy because it's like it just shows that you're trying to do something to make my life easier and I feel like I I just love that I'm also a big person a big acts of service person in terms of showing the other person that I love them or like them with acts of service so I'm very nurturing in that way so I like to do a lot of things for other people but I think in in that sense and this came up in therapy funny enough but in that sense I think it's important to like set boundaries because if you are a giver it can be a slippery slope sometimes because you can find yourself over giving to people who maybe they don't mean to do it but they start to kind of take and take and take and then all of a sudden you become resentful because you're giving so much and they're just actively taking and openly taking but you know it's a lot so that is kind of, those are like my big ones. I'm not a huge gifts person. What's the other one? It's like touch. Oh, time. I'm a huge time person too. Honestly, everything but gifts is like, I feel like they're equal for me. And they usually are pretty equal when I do the quiz. Words is typically like on top and the rest of them are like kind of evenly spread. And gifts is always at the bottom. And I feel like gifts always ends up being at the bottom for me because if I want something, especially if it's something that I could buy, I'm typically gonna buy it myself. Like if I tell you on like a Monday, oh, like I really want this like set from Set Active or something, like guarantee you Tuesday night, I've sat with it, I've already bought it. It's ordered, it's on the way, it's shipped. <laughs> so it's like by the time you get around to being like, oh yeah, like what did Deandre say she wanted? Let me go to the store. Let me like go online and order this thing. It's like Friday, baby, my order didn't arrived at the door. Like I already have it. So, and not to say I wouldn't appreciate the gift, but I'm saying like a lot of times I don't even really express those things because I know that I could just buy it myself. So like Christmas gifts is always like a tough one. Like I usually make a list for my friends and family, but even then I struggle. Like I'll have to go and like think of things to put on the list because I'm like everything that I typically want up until, up until then I buy myself and then usually the things that I really do want are kind of pricey the things that I haven't bought myself yet and so I don't expect friends and family to buy me like a caraway pot to pan sets like a $500 pot and pan set it's like no I'll just get that myself so it's like I, I just won't ask for it but yeah I would say those those four definitely sit in my top and gifts kind of falls to the falls to the wayside so next one is any advice for politely standing up for yourself controlling emotions I either break down or fail to get my point across as I feel attacked and flip out on the inside had some mean words for my boss and all sense of my higher self goes out the window balancing holding your own while not showing others that you're emotionally affected in a professional environment Ooh, this is Definitely tough. I, I empathize with this because I I can be very quick to anger. And the thing that also irritates me is that I like I like sometimes will start to cry when I'm really frustrated or really angry, not because I'm sad or anything, but because I'm just so like, like I'm seething inside that I will like start to cry. And I think, you know, as a society, sometimes we interpret tears as weakness, unfortunately. And so it's like, I'm like, oh God, I don't want you to think I'm like having a sad moment. I'm just like pissed off, that kind of thing. So I definitely understand that. I would say the biggest thing that has helped me in this moment, especially when it comes to professional situations, is if possible, just kind of taking a beat taking a moment and telling the person like you need a second to kind of like collect yourself and you don't have to phrase it in that way so this works in relationships as well romantic platonic uh professional all the things like literally all relationships across the board just kind of being like okay like either acknowledging that whatever the person has done so i know in a professional environment you wouldn't say this but maybe in like a a 
any other relationship, you might say like, okay, I'm feeling this type of way right now. And I just, you know, I don't want to say anything that I don't mean. So can you give me a second? Give me like a few minutes to let me sit with this and then collect my thoughts and get back to you. Um, In the professional environment, I think that can work as well. So maybe if you're in that face-to-face situation being like, okay, I hear you. I'd love to kind of like sit with this and, you know, think about my thoughts, think about next steps and get back to you. Is that okay? Or something like that. And I know in professional environments, it can be tough because it depends on the nature of how you're interacting with that boss. I know from my boss in situations that I face like this, I've never really had a lot of like in-person interaction with my boss. It's typically been remote or virtual interactions. And so in situations where I may not necessarily agree or it's something, there's never really been like a huge conflict where if there's a situation where I don't really fully agree, but I don't necessarily know how to to put that into words, I will usually be like, okay, like I hear you, totally understand. I'm not sure if that feels right to me. I'm not sure if I'm aligned with that, but let me sit with this and I'll, you know, I'll send you an email to follow up or let me sit with this and put my thoughts together and like maybe we could jump on another call. And what that does is give you time to like literally sit with it, maybe write down your thoughts. I'm a, I'm a person, like I'll like to write down a list of like what I'm thinking, you know, pros and cons, whatever the list looks like. And then either formulate an email or jump back on another call with my thoughts and my answers or my next steps and communicate that. Because I feel like if you're acting in that moment and you're responding in that moment, it's heated. Like you're going to either say things that you don't mean or say things that don't make sense. Or like, I know for me, when I sit with things and process them, I come up with like ideas that make much more sense. I come up with ideas and responses that are actually like truly aligned, like where my heart is and where my, my thoughts are my feelings are versus if I like say them in that moment it is very heated and it doesn't really make a lot of sense so I think just you know allowing yourself to be honest and transparent and be like hey I need to be I need a minute um I totally received everything that you said but I just need to sit with this and I, I need you to kind of like respect that I need some time to process this and I will get back to you when I've done so so yeah I feel like that's probably like the best way to go about that Okay, and the last question I have is thoughts on living with someone before marriage. So I'm a huge uh, proponent of living with someone before marriage. I think that you learn a lot about someone when you live with them before marriage. I... Yeah, like there's just so much stuff, especially like if you're a very particular type of person in the way that you live and your routines. And yeah, I think just you can't go wrong with that, I feel like. Like I cannot, like especially now having lived with a partner and seeing certain things that made me be like, okay, maybe we aren't as compatible as I thought. Um, I think now having had that experience, I'm even more so like, yeah, I gotta live with you before. I gotta interact with you in these different types of ways. I wanna see you in as many situations as possible to truly evaluate like, are you the kind of person for me? Like, or do we actually match up outside of the dates that we have? Cause going on dates is fun but like when you're going on dates and you're you know outside of your house and like maybe there's alcohol involved and all these things like it can seem more glamorous and beautiful and fun and all the things and sometimes when you like are just interacting with that person on a daily basis you learn maybe you learn more things that you like or love about them through the mundane activities of the day-to-day or maybe you learn that your day-to-day doesn't really line up with theirs and maybe there are changes that you want to make or they want to make or whatever the case is but I do think that it really is incredibly beneficial to live with a potential 
partner before something like marriage. And granted, marriage isn't even permanent. You can always get divorced, but I don't know about you, but that sounds expensive to me. So for me, I'm like, if I could mitigate any type of issues from the get-go, I'ma do so and I'ma live with you before marriage and we gonna, we gonna figure out what's going on, okay? So my loves, that is today's March Q&A episode. I really hope y'all enjoyed this. Please make sure to leave a five-star review for the show if you enjoyed this one. If y'all are liking the Q&As, let me know. Over on Instagram, over on Geneva, wherever, let me know. And then obviously, as we continue these episodes, you know, submit your questions and we'll chat about them on the potty. So thank you so, so much for being here, my loves. I will chat with you in the very next episode. Let me go wash this face mask that's cracking on my face. Let me go wash it off before my skin peels off, girl. Okay, bye. Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success.